right. Welcome back. In Between Everything Part 2. This is great. This is good. Uh, we're just two guys with the internet. Found some interesting things we're going to show you. I'm Caleb. My friend here is Scott. Hi. We're going to give you some give you some knowledge. <laughs> yeah. What we think is uh, somewhat knowledgeable. Yes. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> what we think yeah. is knowledgeable. Okay. All right. So what's on? What's first on the list this week, Scott? Well, uh, you know, I like to start off with the uh, earthquake news. The earthquake of the week. <clears throat> this earthquake was on July eighth, and there was a six point six in the Java Sea. Um, it looks like it's just outside of Batang, Indonesia, and I learned it's right off the Sunda Convergent Margins. Um, it's out in the middle of the sea, so there's no damage. Happened pretty far out. So. Any waves? No waves, but you know they always put out tsunami warnings, no matter what. Always. But uh, felt by 32 people. Uh, the second nice. largest earthquake, just to see if there was any other substantial earthquake was a 6.2 in Micronesia on July 7th the day before and there's also no damage nobody felt that one no. now, I, now I'm just going to point this out out of context Micronesia and Indonesia I'm pretty sure those are like close to each other and those are what a day apart uh, yeah so I mean they're like, relatively speaking like on the earth you know I mean I guess they're kind of close but on the Might map, be on the same like, Yeah, it's like one's on the left side of the Philippines and one's on the right side, looks like. Okay, cool. So maybe like so four or five hundred miles uh, apart, but pretty okay. pretty substantial still. Both were out to sea though. South Pacific. Okay. Even better. So no damage, which is good. Dude, that is six point six with no damage, you're you're good. <laughs> Oh yeah, because what was it? Uh, six uh, six point on the Richter scale was one hundred and twenty three million pounds of pressure being released, or what is it? Uh, megatons. So oh, Jesus, so one hundred twenty three. Yeah, we're talking some serious movement. So if we're going up almost to the next point, whew, that was mm-hmm. a big one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You ain't playing. Definitely some South Pacific tectonic <clears throat> movement. I you just know. wanted to use the word tectonic. I don't know if anybody, or even you, have like, I know I've sent you suspicious, suspicious observer before. He's the shit, but he is really good at getting pretty accurate on earthquake predictions and solar activity. Oh, now that's impressive. Like, <laughs> do you have any information on how he does it? Perchance, like I don't method? know. Like, I'm just getting into like the solar part of. Uh, like tectonics and geology and stuff where would that be like seismology that's is that what that is well i mean seismology is like any study of the movement of the earth i guess but like okay uh like solar forces definitely have an impact on how the planet moves and he touches on that very well i can't really explain it but anybody listening needs to go check out suspicious observer and suspicious uh, yeah and like the, uh, mobile observatory project i think that's what it's called oh i'm actually he like changed funny. a think... lot of my view on like weather 
and climate and geological happenings quite a bit. <laughs> and how they all coincide. Yeah, I mean, everything's connected. You can't really, none of them are separated from the next. It's such a, it's a crazy thought to think that the weather, the things that we feel, the things that come down from the sky can affect the things that we feel coming up from the earth. I, know, I, I mean, guess to put it. Uh, I'm going to be such an electric universe guy, and I know a lot of people are going to hate on me, but oh, I mean, okay. everything is electrical. Like, <laughs> the, you, you, you've got a point. Like they did that. Uh, what was that? The, the guys took a, an electrical like uh, field electricity reading at the top of the pyramids. Uh, they, the, the ones in Giza as well as a couple of other ones around the globe and they do they do have a yeah. I mean it's not like anything incredible but there is a fluctuation in the electric field I couldn't tell you who the guy is. was but there was a guy that stood up there and held a rod up in there and it had an electrical discharge I mean I think it's a fucking superconductor or something of what of electromagnetic energy or oh, at yeah. some point in time it definitely was I mean, goddamn, everything causes electricity, too. I mean, if you think about it, static electricity, so friction, moving of the, the, the wind across the earth, like you're, you're, I mean, that's how we get light. Atoms so, are little electromagnets. I mean, everything is just built of tiny more. electromagnets. Everything it's is a true. fucking magnet. You know? I'm it, starting to fall for this electric universe theory. <laughs> I'm telling you, didn't, I know I sent you some, uh, <laughs> The Thunderbolt Project. Did you watch any of that? I know yeah. I sent you a bunch of shit. I mean, there's so much, dude. I mean, there's really like hundreds of hours of shit you could watch and read, and still not. I mean, even get is... a grasp of it. Oh yeah, that's most most of the videos that you do send me. They are quite long, but that most of them are <laughs> enjoyable. I'm not gonna lie, most of them are quite enjoyable. I enjoy a good knowledge gathering every yeah. night. Yeah. Okay, well that's that's good for the. Earthquake of the week. What else? Yeah. Uh, what was the uh, earthquake near... conversation? Um, so yeah. we're gonna start. We're gonna keep doing the near Earth asteroid or near Earth object of the week. Nice. And okay. this week's near Earth object flew by on July fifth, um, missing by only point four six lunar distances, which is about, I guess you would say, half the distance to the moon. And I looked at oh, wow. about, about oh, 110,000 miles. So, I mean, that was the closest so one exactly. by far. And it's yeah, <clears throat> it's a max estimated um, size is about 32 meters. And it's Earth velocity, or it's velocity relative to the Earth was 30,058 kilometers per hour. Wow. And now, for now, just in case, do, do we happen to have? I'm probably going to shoot us in the foot with this, but do we happen to have a conversion? <laughs> no, I thought about doing it and I didn't do it. I don't know why, but. Uh, well, it's all right. Uh, That'll let encourage me. Just, me let me just do it. I'll do it real quick. Either way, I feel that this time I should bring this up. The metric system, I'm, I'm going to catch heat for this too. I feel the metric system is a lot easier overall, completely. It's literally. And, and just move the decimal point. You know, it might That's be easier, but that just means we're lazier. Because the British oh, mile oof. and the, uh, I can't, if it, the British measurement system is like an ancient sacred numerical system. 
I learned this from Carlson, but which, the, like, I learned fucking pretty that, much everything that I know. Um, that's pretty right. much a thousand human paces, which is like the average human pace is 5.28 feet times a thousand, which is 5,280. So if you go, and a pace is two steps, basically. Every other step is a pace. And a thousand of those averaged yeah. is 5,280, which is basically. A measurement of man, and a measurement. Wow! Of, like so. Damn. Okay. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> I was actually going to say light years, like lunar distances, and what we're using in space. Now that is in miles, correct? Um. Actually, let me look. Or is it in kilometers? Because I feel like light, like light speed. Because I'm getting this off of square. the NASA, and they usually go by fucking kilometers. Oh, as uh, they normally would. Yeah, as you would expect. Let me look. Damn. Well, I feel like I'm speaking yeah. for the lazy part of the city. Well, it doesn't specify, but everything else measured on the NASA websites in kilometers, so I'm just only going to guess it's the lunar distances measured in kilometers on this website. Okay. Well, now we know. But uh, I, at some point, I'd like to I'd like to come back to to what you said, and I'd like you to point out the other numerical, um, what, what, what's uh, what's what's a good word I'm looking for? Uh, 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 I don't even know the the, the yeah. numerical yeah, like the measurement value. of man and the mile, and how they yeah, encoded and how and basically uh, I want to say I think it was the Parthenon. Has uh, uh somehow has the uh, the mile thousand years before it was even like a thing here, you know, encoded into the Parthenon. Uh, fuck, where else? Uh, Stonehenge has oh. the fucking British mile encoded into it, and it has the squaring of the circle with Earth diameter and Moon diameter encoded into that shit. Damn. And I can't tell you how. All I can do is refer you to Randall Carlson's Cycles of Catastrophe <laughs> fucking documentary ser- or uh, lecture series that he has. And it'll blow your mind, dude. Like, Yeah, I, because Carlson, that, that's not a name that you throw around lightly. Like, that's, that's a name with weight. <laughs> In our community, yes. It definitely holds the heaviest of weights. If he says Absolutely. something, you listen. Agreed. But I'll look more into it and bring it up on another show because I really do want to get into that and I want to be able to, you know, articulate it to whoever's listening. Because I don't know if everybody's going to listen to a two-hour lecture or a four-hour lecture by Randall Carlson and enjoy that shit. Because nobody, (laughs) maybe except you that I've sent any Carlson stuff to, even opens the channel. Yeah, it is. Lectures, I mean... I feel like you have you got the documentary entry level knowledge seeker, and then you go up a level to like <laughs> the lecture watchers, and then you go up a level to the Google Google Scholar readers, and then that's that's where you go. That's how it happens. That's it's a nice ladder you have there. I like the rungs. Oh man! Well, so. On that note, 
I'm just going to go ahead and say that that was by far the closest object we've had in quite a while. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I keep up with that shit. I've been keeping up with it for a pretty long time, and that's the closest hmm. thing in a couple months. I well, at least the last month that I've noticed. I ain't gonna go any further than that because we've had some close flybys no. in the past, like six or seven months that I've noticed, <clears throat> and uh, this program I have it actually shows like you can fast forward and rewind time and see where it goes and you can change your x and y axes and uh, uh, excuse me and rotate you know all the degrees and actually watch the object fly by the earth and how close it is relatively to everything else nice now uh, size wise was that anything uh, 32 meters that was definitely bigger than last week's. I mean, that's basically but... a 100-foot object. Tunguska was a 150-foot oh, yeah. object, and the Behringer Crater in Arizona was a 150-foot object. Depending on what it's made of, that's a that's a state killer. Yeah, you know, that's I mean, Tunguska definitely... was a 2,000-square-mile flattening fucking vaporization, you know, <laughs> airburst. Tunguska, or, Straight uh, up. Behringer Crater was an iron asteroid, and that was a three-quarter mile hole digger. Yeah. In the middle of the day. Yeah, because I'm not mistaken, the Behringer, yeah. That's that's like, if you look up, like, famous craters around the world, that's pretty that's, much the number that's one. That's the crater. And yeah. I didn't look up anything for this one, but I seen it, like, the weekend, or the around the time that it happened. There was, see, there's controversy about this where it looks like a miniature Behringer crater event. Where to Ooh. me, to me, I think an asteroid smashed the shit out of this road, right, right in the middle of the road. I mean, if you put this the picture of the aerial view of this crater next to Behringer Crater, I mean, scale and variance, you wouldn't be able to tell shit like the difference, right? But the local huh. like report that came out of that area in Nigeria says that it was a car bomb. And then if you look at the reports, there is no truck debris. I mean, no bomb debris. There's just no debris. It's just a fucking hole that got blown in the road. Oh, yeah. Then that's definitely because it, no matter how big the bomb is, speaking from experience here, uh, there's going to be debris. Yeah, I mean, they said, I mean, it was like a truck. Not just like a pickup truck, but like a fucking box truck. You know, and they're saying it got blew up oh, wow. on accident or... I'm not, I can't remember if they said it was a car bomb or it was hauling explosive material and it blew up, but there's no, well, truck. you said it was in Nigeria, so there's no, truck. I mean, there's nothing left. <laughs> it's just a smoking pit in the ground. And I'm sure if anybody's listening to this, they've watched fucking Mythbusters and they've seen where they blew up the cement truck. That's like the most explosives yeah. you could pack there's... into any truck and they blew it up and there was still debris and there wasn't a crater yep. like is left. There is you know, no such thing as a vaporization of, yeah. of like, a vehicle. No recording of that ever yeah. happening. I mean, <laughs> other than it just blows my mind get, that that's, like, the official yeah. report that's came out. Well, not to get all conspiracy theory, but there is one report of a yeah. plane vaporizing. <laughs> and it flew it to the Pentagon, uh, but, you know, nobody yeah. really knows about that. 
Right, yeah, but I mean, they, they, what was it, a 180 degree corkscrew turn and a 747 to come like six yeah. meters off the ground and fly completely into the budget analyst office? I mean, beautiful. <laughs> but that's besides the point. But besides the point, that's the only recording of a plane <laughs> vaporizing yeah. on a craft. So if you want to throw that into the ring, there you go. But, um, yeah, so that's Asteroid News for the week. And, uh, so, we decided that we're going to both start bringing, like, our own favorite articles that we find in the week and going over and reading a few things. And me and Caleb both got a few articles. So, I want Caleb to go over his, then I'll go over mine, he'll go over his, and we'll bounce back and forth and go over whatever we're talking about. I think we both got some pretty good shit to go over, so... That'd be nice. Oh yeah. Well, uh, do, what, I mean, do you want me to? Yeah, me to take start it this away. Off? Cool. All right. So, um, the first article I found was actually it was it was it was out of the Science Reader, but it was from a group out of Australia known as the Nautilus. They they uh, they've got a channel like, on YouTube, like the Nautilus, Nautilus. shell. Like, and, yeah, <laughs> I, I think so is what they're named after. Well, either that or Nemo submarine. Right, don't know, right. but anyways, continue. Moving Sorry. on. Oh no, you're all right. The uh, they 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 discovered off the coast of Ningaloo. They've discovered some unique fauna that we've never seen before, i.e., new species. Right now, during this dive, which they they, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, four thousand five hundred meters deep. Okay, so we're talking like well over a mile deep. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, that's like times three. Yeah. I mean. Times oh, eight yeah. by three, that's fucking, I don't even oh, know, uh, like 15,000 feet, roughly. Yeah. But, either way, so we're, we're way down there. Um, they found, uh, aside from the unique fauna, which I didn't get any relevant information off of it, no names or anything. Yeah, I mean, they but, said uh, 30, 30 species. Yeah, 30 yeah. new species, which is, uh, that's, that's pretty, it's pretty insane if you think about it. But the coolest thing that they managed to find, well, in my opinion, was they actually found uh, one of my personal favorite oceanic creatures, and that is a xiphonophore. Well, I, I can't call it a singular creature. It's, it's more of a it's more of a community of creatures that live together. But these things they form chains, right? And and the ones that are in the chain are the feeders, and they have little tentacles. And then the ones at the top of the chain create like a, a, a mushroom. Pretty much, it's like a giant jellyfish, but it doesn't like go up and down like normal jellyfish. It goes side to side. But it's a community of tiny creatures that have chained together and and created this this uh, multicellular organism. I guess we can call it. It's, you know, huh. it's like a city of organisms yeah. that started from one organism. Right, right, like, and they just kind of like, oh, you're cool, and, so I'm going to link with you. Yeah, I mean, they're all this. I mean, from what I read, it looks like they're all the same, like, genetically identical. Yeah. But after yeah. they're made, they kind of just, like, take on the job that they're Certain supposed role. to automatically. Yeah, exactly. But it, which is a clear, like, that is a beautiful uh, adaptation to the... <laughs> Because I don't want to use that word evolution, you know. But uh, adaptation to 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 what they've done to their environment to change, it's clear, prolonged adaptation to their environment. But aside from that, the one that they managed to find 
was 150 feet long. Now, we're talking, like, that's bigger than whales. That's, that's, that's like... That's 50 yards. That's a half of a football field for you fucking yeah. fat Americans. That's damn near, uh, uh, to, to put in perspective, that's damn near a destroyer. Like, like ship-wise. That's, yeah. That's, 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 it's a good, yeah, that's a big boy. So, aside from that, uh, that, that, what I really want to point out is that these guys, Nautilus, they've got a channel on YouTube. You've got to go check them out. They've got footage of all the, all the cool fish that we saw as children in the books, like the gulper eel and, and angler fish and stuff like that. Like fish you don't see unless you go miles deep into the ocean. They've got clear, beautiful, crisp, footage of them and it's 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 incredible it's insane so but the 30 new species i want to point that out finding them at that depth just goes to show how little we truly know about our oceans and i mean the, just the simple mystery i mean who knows what these plants could have in them i mean i, could, I just think of the microscopic life that's 30 new species of like shit you can see Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're not even going like to get into what fish we species, let alone like microscopic life. I mean, I don't know if it is part of like, I don't know what's included in this 30 new species. Oh, uh, actually, I think I do. Um, okay, no, a couple of them. Yeah, 12 of them were actually new fish species, but they, they weren't normal. They were just more or less uh, subspecies of already known. Like, uh, they found a new species of lanternfish, as well as a new species of snailfish. Nice. Uh, uh, beautiful fish, by the way. If you guys can, uh, go look up a snailfish. We finally got one. It was on uh, uh, Blue Planet 2, I think we got one. But, uh, yeah, way nice. wicked, wicked nice. fish. That's what I like anyway. about these submersibles, because if anything washes up on shore that's from the depths... Like if it doesn't get, oh, yeah. just sink to the bottom, like they're it's designed for pressures that are like unfathomable. Like their bodies are designed for that environment. So whenever they come up and depressurize, like they pretty much like swell up like a fucking balloon, and they look all deformed. And yeah. so like all these crazy oh, yeah. ass fish species that are washing up on shore just look insane. And then like you see them at the the ocean floor in these submersibles, they look completely different from one. We oh, like, yeah. have been seeing them as for like forever. Exactly. So, so this is the shit that we finally get to see them in their natural environment. And, oh, uh, it's, it's amazing, isn't swelled it? Swelled up carcasses on the we're beach. We're finally <laughs> getting to depth. You know, yeah. we're finally getting submersibles, and we're not even going to get into that. But the technology of submarines now is, is like it's incredible. I mean, these guys went. I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that the, that the submarine was not manned. I'm pretty sure it was still a, uh, it was a, yeah. you know, a remote. It was a, uh, yeah, remote. <clears throat> they went, they completed 20 dives and they spent oh, over 181 hours at the depths exploring. Wow. <clears throat> See, now that, that's some serious time that's to research. be in on the wall. That's yeah, research, that, dude. 181 oh. hours. At a mile, uh, beyond a mile, we're over. What, what would we say? Uh, Four thousand five hundred meters times that by three. That's thirteen thousand. That's two miles easy. If we're doing by feet, so yeah, yeah. Yep. two miles, one hundred eighty-one hours at two miles deep. 
beautiful. Nice. Hell, they, they might as well be astronauts. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> oh, man. Now, uh, I know that we all love the ocean, but sometimes things that we can find on the land are even more crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. See, I don't even know. Um, what's the story that I had? Uh, oh, let's see. I guess you we want could to do go... The... I have a couple things from China. Pretty much both of my news topics are from China. But I want to go... A lot of things happen there. Yeah, I mean... I want to start with the Three Gorges Dam situation that's going on because this is something to watch because they're, I mean, there's 2 billion people in China. This is right up from Wuhan where the epicenter of the the virus that shall not be named originated. Um, Flows through Shanghai too. Yeah, I mean, this is on the Yangtze River, the longest river in Asia. I mean, this probably has fucking hundreds of millions of people that could be affected, but China has been, uh, yeah, I mean, you could say billions, but for like the past, since I think, I guess like around June 20th, uh, the Chinese state officials, uh, issued like a severe, like, for the next month, there's going to be severe rain. So they issued like a warning of, uh, let me see what they really said. Mm. Blah, 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 blah. 30 day storm warning. Yes. Wow. That's what it is. Thank you. 30 day storm warning from the Chinese officials. Wow. <clears throat> that was going to last from June 20th through July 20th. And, Holy shit, so right now, they're getting pounded. Yeah, I mean, still, dude. I mean, this ain't just like a couple-day thing like you have here where it rains and it floods the creeks and everybody shits their pants. This is like some real shit. Now, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, on the Yangtze, that, the Yangtze has the world's longest dam, does it not? Yeah, I mean, that's the Three Gorges Dam. And, uh, that is. That yeah, is. That, that's Holy. the dam. It's 1.34 miles long, or 2,309 meters across the whole river, which is Damn. fucking. I guess it's a little bit longer than the uh, Grand Coulee Dam in Washington, which holds oh, wow. the Coulee River or whatever I think it is. But this which dam. Is awesome. <clears throat> yeah, this dam. I mean, it's new dam. It's the largest hydroelectric dam in the world, but it was built from 1994 to 2012. And. Just looking, personally, I was looking at aerial views, and then I found some that was from, like, 2008, and this dam is, like, pristine condition, straight across, you know, no flaws, and then, like, I think it was from 2018, I seen an aerial photograph, Yeah, this thing's zigzagging. I'm gonna try to send you, I'm gonna try to put it up whenever I release this, but this thing is... (laughs) I mean, it could be composite images where they put multiple images together to make one image like they do on Google Earth sometimes. Right. But this looks like it's one image at once. This thing's zigzagging. So, I mean... That's not good. I know the Chinese government never wants to put out anything bad about them. You know, they... they, I don't want to get into politics. That's just one of our main Uh, commandments. I know. 
They but just, we told since we're talking about China, we we gotta. I mean, it's briefly. Just, it's tied in. We know, like they just don't give a shit, and I feel like, I think they're just downplaying it quite a bit. Because they, they dude, it's like they only they said they only opened four when everybody, <clears throat> like all the reports said, they opened for the first time in history. They opened all nine floodgates on that dam, and that God is damn. insane. They didn't send any warning to the um, the people downstream, so they just opened it and let it happen. Which I mean, I guess Fuck. if you're not retarded, I'll bleep that out. <laughs> I guess if you're not an idiot, um, <laughs> you would know that they're probably going to release shit like water from the that- dam during a torrential rainstorm but this could get pretty still serious. though you gotta think that's the longest river and there's definitely gonna be some parts of that river that are um less populated than others so we yeah. could definitely be uh, we could be looking or since it's china we don't know if it's already happened or is happening or not but yeah. that could, that could be a tva times 10 man like, yeah, I mean, one of our dams, I mean, the Fort Loudon Dam, that might be like half a mile across. This is like three times that. that. Yeah. Yeah. This is insane. I mean, I was looking at Google Earth. The oh. amount of water that that dam holds back is insane. And I was just thinking, like, this could be like the only modern analog besides like the glacial dams in like Greenland that break and create right. floods every couple of years. This would be like the closest modern analog to like a Missoula type flood. We're like, this is canyon gouging shit. If this dam yeah. breaks, like, <laughs> I mean, it's going to like flatten and tear away mountainsides yeah. and like. China's definitely gonna. Yeah, that we're looking at a uh, that that's catastrophic. Yeah, like, that's a catastrophic. I mean, right there. You really, the besides like an earthquake, you really can't right find now. much more that's going to impact like more millions of people. I mean, a huge hurricane and an earthquake, that might be the only thing. Yeah, but that right there, the the sheer amount of water that that dam is holding back, like you said, it, yeah, you put it, per, you're like, honestly, it was, it was hard controlling my laugh right there for a minute, but like, I really love canyon gouging you're right you're so right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean you are right I, can, I mean you know dude it's a miniature <laughs> ocean that this thing is hauling back like Caspian Sea what like dude mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness I just wanted to point China, out the fact China, China. that while they was building these dam <laughs> I feel like they cursed themselves because while they was building this dam <laughs> it's pretty bad it's been, it's been controversial the since the day that they started building this, but they have flooded more than 1,200 historical and archaeological sites that are now lost forever. Oh. When they built this dam, they backed up water like a shitload. Shit. <laughs> like multiple so, you know, dozens of maybe feet. That- that's, maybe that's like the spirit of history being like, yeah. you know... The ghost this of is what history. you get, <laughs> like, You want to try to... You flood 1,200 archaeological sites. You Ugh. got some bad mojo coming to you. <clears throat> yeah, that's definitely some bad chi. So, I'm just, I'm oh, just throwing that out there. <laughs> well, 
definitely some crazy things going on on the dam, the Three Gorges Dam. Sorry, Three Gorges Dam in China. Yeah, people, keep an eye on it because it. it's still they got another couple weeks of hard rains coming at them. So yeah, so keep an eye on that damn dam. <laughs> All right, you got any more news for us? I know you got a couple. Actually, yeah, I I, uh, I do have some news. Um, convenient, right? Um, <laughs> in the state of Washington, the University of Washington, also convenient, um, was <laughs> testing a substance that they had found in the bowl of an ancient pipe found in an archaeological site. Um, now, the pipe was dated to, uh, to be about 1,400 years old, so we're talking about around the year 600. Um, and this is the uh, the first time that a science that science has found a non tobacco substance being smoked out of a pipe in North America. I think so. I know there's been a lot yeah, smoke, but I think it's North yeah, in North America. America, or at least the old North America. Well, yeah, at least in North America for sure. Definitely. Because uh, I'm pretty sure that, that other things have been smoked around the world for many, many, many years. <laughs> but in North America, Definitely. that is the first time we have found a non-tobacco substance being smoked out of a pipe. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I I don't remember what the substance was, but it wasn't – it was definitely something Dude, that they weren't – they think... weren't expected to do much after smoking it. So I'm pretty so, sure – let me look here. It was called smooth sumac. The only type of sumac I've ever heard of was whenever I was cleaning out gardens and I got that shit in my arms. <laughs> but this yeah, is called sumac. That's smooth what I was sumac, so it's not as bad, and it must get you high. Ooh, it's <laughs> called definitely... Rus or Rus glabra is the official term for it. Hmm. Well, they were definitely... I mean, the, the the residue that they found, I mean, you know, definitely states that they, it, it had been smoked multiple times, enough to, I mean, enough to leave residue for 1,400 years. It makes me wonder if it was but, like ritual. I mean, I'm sure it was ritual. Anything that got you high was ritualistic. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were just what, it ain't like modern think, society where they just do, I mean, it could be. I wasn't there. But that's true. We weren't there. <laughs> from everything that I know, like, like the ancient world was very ritualistic. So it'd be like, any, yeah. Any substance that would have put you in an altered state must have been ritualistic. Yeah, like inter interact with interact with something or see the world differently. You know. Oh, that yeah, right there. That's that's. It's hard to think that they would just be smoking it to to just because you got to think back in those days. uh, I don't I don't know the tribe. Of of or, or who whose pipe it was, but you got to think during those times, like people were pretty savage towards each other. If, if we if you weren't from my tribe, then honestly, I don't know if you're here to kill me or not. So I'm just going to kill you first. And it's it's not a good thing to just you know get baked and sit around <laughs> at a time yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. So like in the everyday life, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. want to be fucked up because you're pretty much in survival mode. And this yeah, wasn't, exactly. this wasn't connected to any like advanced culture. I mean, you know, as advanced Might as a Native true. American could be in the year six hundred, but 
This yeah. wasn't like a city society type thing. This was just like a tribal, like ceremonial pipe, right. I would say. <clears throat> it was probably, I mean, honestly, maybe they had a shaman. Maybe they, maybe oh, they were dude. a shamanist. Uh, shamans are a necessity in the tribal world. I mean, me and you have both oh, yeah. read and listened to Supernatural by Graham Hancock. Multiple times. Yeah, multitude Multiple of times, times, and that's like definitely an influence on the way that, I look at shit. Hundred percent, dude. I I'm gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. I think that that could be something that me and you are actually correct on. Just simply by sitting here talking about it, I I I I'm I'm I think I'm 100 percent confident that that was a ritualistic pipe and it was being smoked for his, for a way to interact. Using your word there with uh, an alternate reality, yeah, for lack of a better. I would like to see so, the effects that people smooth have reported it. Like, I mean, I don't know if there's any scientific test on the psychological yeah. effects of smooth sumac or rust glabra. And <laughs> shit, we probably should talk in the clinical about setting, but <clears throat> it's yeah, yeah, what you know, problem. what you know about rust. That smooth sumac. <laughs> that smooth sumac. <laughs> but I definitely sounds good. I mean, tobacco was used as a ritual thing. I mean, it might have been like an addictive thing, but I mean, everybody knows the peace pipe. They passed it around, had a ritual. You know, right? So I don't see how like this is hand. any different. Let's relax. Get smooth that, with it. Yeah, smooth sumac. <laughs> but. I had like oh, um, it's been it's probably it's probably about a year now, but I went to the McClung Museum that's ran by the University of Tennessee, and I was going through there and I went to like the local uh, archaeology like of East Tennessee, and I found like very very intricate what you call like tobacco pipes. I mean I. They haven't reported oh, yeah. anything else, but like carved out of stone, like hard ass rock. Oh, wow! Like, with like uh, eagle designs, you know, like very intricate. So people, people shit. like them. Like they, they, they cherished these things. Cherished yeah, them enough to I mean, like give them beautiful design. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you also, I mean, get a stone and carve that shit into a pipe. <clears throat> I mean, go find a river rock and carve that shit into a pipe. For no reason, you know, that shit ain't, <laughs> you don't do that for no reason is what I'm getting at. That's like a ceremonial, exactly. purposeful thing. Exactly. Hmm. So. What a, what, what a beautiful way to look back at things. You know, maybe that's what, that's what society's missing today are shamans. Like instead of these psychologists that people go to, maybe we should just have a shaman that we go to and he gets I mean, really fucked up on something and we figure out the answer to everything. Is that not what? Modern day shaman, they fuck us up on Xanax, you know. Right, but they would. But a it's a broken shaman. shaman. It's a, it's not the right shaman that we need. Right, right. That's a we shaman need that turns you into zombies. That ain't a shaman that turns you into gods. <laughs> exactly. We need a shaman with the fucking chicken bone through his nose, makeup on his face, and wearing a fucking kilt. You know. You know we need that guy. That's the thing. Because the way I got, I want to talk about psychedelics for a minute. Because the way I got into psychedelics, it's 
it was always like a spiritual thing for me. It was never a party drug. Oh, 100%. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves in life is that when anybody gets any LSD or any kind of shit like that, they like, let's go see fucking cool colors and let's party on it, dude. And like, so fucking rave, bro. Just turn off the lights. Turn off any sound. If you're going to do sound, throw a letter out, but tool. But if you're going to do sound, do a letter out. But going into a spiritual journey led by the tool (laughs) created by the universe, don't go fucking party on it because you're not going to get anything out of it. I mean, you might, it might be fun. You might laugh with your friends, but you're not going to gain anything substantial out of it. Yeah, and other that's than a because possibly a bad time. That's because we we have no ritual going into it. There's no motive whenever you do it. There's no guidance while you're on it, and you just True. either come out confused. I mean, you come out confused, or you come out with nothing. Right, unless you, because you think. unless you guided or you have learned to guide yourself. Right. I mean, you got to think these substances are actually, I mean, they're clearly altering our mind. They're, 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 they're altering our perception. So we see things in a different light. And as a thinking mind, you and me alike, we we can obviously sit here and say that if, if we have a different, if we have a chance at seeing life from a different perspective, well, obviously we're going to be fucking, instead of like, like the people that we're obviously talking about here, they go out, oh, pretty colors, let's go fucking do this, and blah, blah, blah. We're the ones that show up with a, you know, a pencil and a notepad. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I gotta write this down. Yeah. But, it, because, I mean, honestly, uh, like, I, I, I love it. I, I'm so glad that you brought up Mr. Hancock. But Graham Hancock, that, that book, Supernatural, man, I mean, the, the whole first chapter is him literally laying on a couch on Iboka, like on an extreme hallucinogenic substance. Yeah, basically that, going through a spiritual death. I mean, yeah. you think you're dying and you yeah. see people who are dead and you interact with them. Yeah. I mean, he, he even said it. Now this is a guy, this is not, this isn't just some like random, you know, for lack of better terms here, junkie. That's talking about some crazy shit he saw when he was all cracked out. No, this is a this is a legit like thinking mind. I mean, yeah, he's got some fictional work out there, but he does a lot of of historical uh, fact work, you know. Um, and this guy literally walks us through his trip, and 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 he does like you said, he interacts. I think with his father. He gets to, he gets to, he gets to interact. I don't know if there's anything that's spoken between them, but he definitely. I mean, he walked away with that feeling, uh, feeling a sense of like peaceful closure, you know, because his father had passed on and whatnot. And that right there, I mean, that's a clear sign. Yeah. That if you correctly, a psychedelic can help. Yeah, and I mean, we're getting better at this because there's been like I think Oakland around Oakland has made psilocybin legal and Colorado has made psilocybin oh, legal. Wow. And they're also wow, doing really? like, yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> a couple of places have made psilocybin legal and they also made it, I wouldn't say a lot easier, but they've made clinical research doable, you know? Right. You're not getting shunned by the, yeah, yeah the, it's actually, the, the... I mean, PTSD, 
is treatable. I mean, yep. I if read you that have report, trauma, that this is the best way to confront because this can this Correct. can put you in a real world. I mean, your definition definition of reality varies, but if you're experiencing that shit, is that not real? You know, right? If this puts you I mean, into a different like, realm where you can go through your problems, work through them, it's like a, and experience them, what you couldn't do like here or train. Yeah, I mean, basically, you go in like a simulated world. <laughs> To yeah. face your own inner problem. Yeah. It's a, it, just like the simulations. <laughs> Throwback to the old clone troopers. My dudes. <laughs> 501. 501. When they were cool. Oh, yeah, dude. Badass. Rex. But. Oh. You're my dude. Oh. How is it? This is twice now. Both episodes <laughs> we've managed to find our way to Star Wars. Where is this? That's a new thing. We have to start going to Star Wars. Star Wars news. But aside from that, well, that is that's my piece uh, on on well our piece on the fact that we have now found a pipe, sixteen hundred year old pipe, fourteen hundred sorry, fourteen hundred year old pipe with non tobacco residue in North America. You know that's funny, it's crazy, because I took the least notes for that segment. And that's like the most I talked. <laughs> I took like four you know, notes for that. That just shows how good we are, bro. Yeah. Now, now I noticed uh, on the notes you have quite an interesting story coming up. Yeah, I'm <laughs> talking about the the new the other China story. Yeah, I yeah. was gonna I was gonna segue into another China joke, but that worked. Yeah, let's. <laughs> <laughs> so again in China, again in southeastern China, we got another story coming out of there, which some of you may have heard. I heard this. I really found this in one of my Electric Universe groups, where some guy was trying to explain it with solar activity, but it kind of. Just because we have low solar activity right now, that that theory didn't kind of stick with me, but I have my own theories on it. Ooh, but those are always my favorite. Yeah. So on June twentieth, let me point out the same again on my birthday. Again, the same day that they announced the uh, that the rain warning or whatever you call that shit. Can't Convenience. Remember. Yeah, the same day. So this kind of supports my. Theory I'm going to get at <clears throat> that uh, there were thousands of villagers in the Guizhou area in southern China reported mysterious loud howling sounds coming from the surrounding mountains. And, <clears throat> so there's different videos you can look up online that are going to show you all these Chinese people like gathered in this mountainous area, and you're going to hear like some crazy ass like howling and growling sounding noises just coming out of the mountains and the hills i mean there's a bunch of people there you mean you can hear them all it's so weird that it sounds edited but it's coming from different sources and it's actually there's too many yeah yeah there's too many different places it's coming from for it to be a hoax but i want you to go look this shit up but there's i know you've watched it did you hear that shit how crazy it sounded Dude, honestly, the, the the fact that like they said it was like a dragon's growl or a dragon's girl, yeah, dragon bark, like, howl, growl, whatever. If I can, 
if I could ever picture how a dragon would sound, I think that would be pretty know, fucking close. Pretty, pretty spot the fuck on. And I, I mean, honestly, if I was standing there, no, no, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm man enough to say it. That noise scared me. Really yeah, I mean, it sounds crazy. like a fucking movie. I mean, it sounds... If it's natural, that's a big motherfucker. Yeah. Like, if that's an organic sound, that's a big bitch. But we cannot. Oh, wait till you hear that. the official report. But Oh, so, I um, can't wait. <laughs> thousands of people went to the mountains to see what it was. And people even went looking for a dragon. So Oh, convenient. <laughs> so if you look this up, I mean, this is like gigantic, crazy-ass sounds that I've, like, never heard before. But the the theory that I first seen in one of these videos was a guy, it was an electric universe group I was in, but he was, he was kind of saying that solar activity would, uh, kind of put electromagnetic waves into the ground and then create like an electrical charge in the crystal or the, uh, the quartz crystal that's in the rocks of the mountain. I mean, because a lot of rocks hold, like, crystalline structure, and, like, like, granite's, like, 50% crystal, or quartz. Yes. So, I mean, it holds, I mean, there's an energy property there. It's a conductor, so. So, I mean, there's stuff about crystals that I believe, and there's, like, a lot of bullshit to it that people have hijacked and just put their own little spiritual spin on it. But there's maker. some there's some scientific shit to the crystal energy stuff that I I can't really get into. But this guy saying that <clears throat> electromagnetic energy went into the crystal basically and created this energy, and then it released its stress through vibration, and the vibrations created crazy ass sound, and that's how it released its yeah. energy. But uh... yeah, that mean. That sounds a little weird to me because I even went and looked yeah. at the solar activity and it's been quiet. I mean, there hasn't been anything since these sounds started. So mm. it kind of didn't hold any weight with me. But the fact that right. the Three Gorges Dam might tie into this because there's been Ooh. torrential rains in the area. I mean, since June 20th is when this stuff happened. So... What I'm thinking is the ground has been saturated with so much water in southeast China. And, like, it's in the mountains, so it's obviously, like, a tectonic region. And all these stresses are getting, like, I can't explain it. There's so much groundwater that it's, like, basically lubing up. The rocks that are have pressure Wait. built up. Yeah, I mean, it's basically lubing up the rocks to slip or create, like, small movements that will create vibrations. Or, I mean, that... What was you saying? That's more believable than fucking... I mean, I was going to say, that's definitely more believable than fucking sunlight warming up some crystals and... Well, no. that theory is the technically not sunlight. It's, like, solar particles and oh, electromagnetic oh, fields. Oh, oh. Which is like a different okay. thing. I retract my statement, but that still doesn't really hold up with me. So, yeah, it just doesn't. I feel really like the water has either created like underwater, like river channels, or underwater water flow, or underground well, now, water flow. Wait, 
You said that this was all this happened on June twentieth, right? Well, it started on June twentieth. Okay, that was the same day that they released the thirty day storm warning. Yes. Hmm. And that's when the rain started. See, I feel like the rain would have to be before for them to order. Right. I don't know. I don't technically know when the rain started. This is just like a theory of mine. Right. No, I feel like it probably started. The rain probably started before they released the warning. Right. They noticed, like, holy shit, this is a lot of rain and it's not going anywhere. So we're just going to push it 30 days. Okay. Then honestly, dude, uh, like, hmm. There's something. Uh, it, it you're 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 spot on. Like it's got to do something with that. Dam. It's something tectonic, I think. I mean, whether it's from exactly. solar activity or water, I'm leaning towards water. <clears throat> but I have seen a, shit I mean, where, whether or not it's like loosening up tectonic stresses so they can move and grind and make crazy howling sounds, or what I was getting at is you can have underground water flow or airflow created by water or any moving right like whatever uh, pressure change gas. yeah any pressure change create airflow and if you have like a little cave or whatever somewhere around and air is flowing in or out you have a fucking crazy ass whistle or hum cool. or howl that, or growl whatever the fuck and it's such do you remember that I don't know if you, uh, you you may have kept up with him, but I remember way back in the day on the Art Bell show that he, he had showed um, a recording that was from Russia, and they had drilled into the mantle and whatnot. They had, like, drilled so far down, and they stuck a microphone down there to see what the, you know, I don't know why, it's Russia. But anyway, the, the sound... <laughs> oh, what, that, like, that seven they mile hole? Yeah, and the sounds that they recorded, people were calling it the sounds of hell. Like you could hear people screaming and whatnot, but what they had found out is, is that was that was that was gases being released from the moving of the crust and the, or the mantle and shit. Yeah, I mean the, shifting into a different chamber. I mean any kind exactly. of pressure change of any kind of like fluid. There's going to be a. There's going to be like a sound or a vibration generated. Exactly. The, the, honestly, your your theory holds up right because I don't know. Do you? Uh, uh, are you familiar with dam construction at all? No, I, I've never heard of that. No, that's just that's the oh, way wait. to build dams. Oh, I thought you said dam. Yeah, dam construction. Yeah, I mean, somewhat. Well, what they do is they actually they put giant fucking pylons into the ground to where they build the base of the dam. So, you know, what we're seeing on the dam, it goes all the way down to the ground, you know, to the bottom of the, the lake, but it also goes a, a fuck ton deeper. Yeah, in it. Giant into the ground. Yeah, cylindrical pylons. So the what what I think that this could tie with the dam and your theory as well is that this water is saturating the earth or getting into these these cracks and you said you looked it up on Google Earth. I mean it, it, it looks sketchy now. The the rain, the water, the sheer amount of water on in that region right now could could definitely be causing some serious tectonic stress. I keep using that word because, if I'm not mistaken, there are some plates that that, that are around that I mean, area. Yeah, I mean, they're right on the edge of the Ring of Fire. I mean, so, eastern China's well, on the yeah, ring. The biggest plate there, yeah, pretty much the, 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 the nastiest fault lines on the planet. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I think you're on to something, man. I think I think that that the sounds that we're hearing could be stress, uh, could be could be yeah. stress sounds. Stress I, don't, I don't, I'm not buying or like air air movement inside due to pressure yeah. changes or liquid movement. I mean, liquid. I mean, liquid movement Definitely causes vibration. Stuff. Any movement's going to cause a vibration, and vibration oh, yeah. is sound. A sound is vibration. So I mean. Mm-hmm. It's gonna and there's that, gonna be crazy ass sounds coming out of the released. earth. Something's being released. Something's been pushed out of something. Yeah. Whether it's out of the stomach of something or the fucking oh, cracks in the earth, something's being released. Because that sound, we encourage you people. If you were listening to this, please go look up the sound. Yeah, there's there's two or three videos that just have crazy ass sounds. But we went over this. I want to tell you the official Chinese oh. <laughs> statement that they put oh, out. Oh, drum roll. Let me find it. All right. Let me. This is going to be it. great. I actually haven't read this, so I'm actually genuinely excited. Yeah, let me get this together. <clears throat> so, apparently they sent some zoologists to the mountain to find out because apparently they already knew it was an animal making the noise. That's why they sent zoologists. Why wouldn't? Right. Why didn't they send geologists? I mean, how? Why the fuck would you automatically think that's an animal making that noise when you can hear it like forever away? I mean, thousands of people didn't hear it from right there. But, anyways. <laughs> Get me I, going. I already like it. Zoologist? Yeah. Like they sent Okay. Like they already assumed it was gonna be an animal. Oh yeah, they knew it was a dragon, bro. Yeah. They knew it. Fuck it, motherfucker woke up. So zoologists were sent out to find the source of the sound and concluded that it was in fact a small type of bird known as the yellow legged button quail. A what? Fucking quail made this sound that they were hearing throughout There's the whole no fucking mountains. Way. There's no way. Is there a way that we can play that sound right now? Like, the, the what? Stop. <laughs> China. I just want to play Please. it. I'll play it real quick, just because that's fucking... Yeah, uh, wait. A, a, a quail. quail. Yes, a bird. A tiny-ass bird. Not even, like, a big bird. Not even, like, the Sesame Street style. Yeah, couldn't it be it couldn't have been of like a giant one, huh? It, dude, I'm gonna wow. put pictures up whenever I put this out, and I will show you what they what the official story is. I want to see this bird. I'm looking this fucking bird up. What'd you say? Yellow, yellow legged quail. Yellow legged button quail. Button quail. Oh, that's cute. Oh, it is cute. That's, there ain't no way. So here's the sound. Now, Wait, I'm a skeptic. Yeah, I'm a skeptic at heart. Sorry, it's plugged into my interface. But I'm a skeptic oh, at heart. I didn't hear it. And. That sounds fake, but there's multiple sources, and I've seen news reports on it and and shit like that. Yeah, but that's not a fucking quail. Sound is real. Yeah, 
I mean, but the fact of it coming out of a bird, that bird in particular. Did you find it? I ain't no. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. It, look, look it up. Look take, up take you a second. yellow-legged button quail. It's barely oh, yeah. bigger Cute. than a sparrow. They says, but tiny. Fun. It has a disproportionately loud sound, apparently. And during feeding <laughs> during breeding season, females are known to put out a very loud hoot. They said, and it can reportedly be heard from three hundred and thirty-eight feet away. These villagers heard it in the mountains while they was down in their village. Right, so we're talking close to a mile out. Like, do they not listen to like multiple sentences put together? <laughs> How do you I, come you to know, that conclusion? I, I really think China has like a group of dudes that is like, well, what do you what do you think we should tell them what it is? A bird. Okay. All right, I think that'll work. Let's run it. I mean, All this right, bird hey everybody, is the bird. size of a fucking coffee cup. <laughs> Literally, like you could even hunt it. it was just, there's nothing there, dude. That's a bird. You just like, oh, that's cute. I don't see how trained government, well, government officials come up to that fucking conclusion. But that was China. I just killed. I don't even know what to say. 330 feet away. That makes sense. That villagers fucking miles away heard that. But whatever. Thank you, China. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. You got any more news? Um, Any more articles? it's not not less news. It's more or less just uh, just something very interesting that I'd like to point out. Um, so as we've known about this, going back to the ocean, you know, we seem to have our niches. You like China? I like the ocean. The ha ha. Uh, <laughs> good. Um, we uh, there's a there's a type of shark that lives off the coast of Greenland. It's it's commonly known as the Greenland shark, but it's also known as the gray shark. Okay, um, they're, they're pretty big. Pretty they they the biggest one that we've seen close to twenty five feet. You know these these guys are big, big dudes. Um, but they uh, they're every time we've found them, they have this odd movement. They they move very very slow. I'm talking like less than a mile an hour. Like we we're talking like creeping. Just okay? enough to keep In the fact, water flowing. Slow. Yeah, just enough exactly. Just enough to keep the water flowing. Because, but yeah, the because crazy sharks have thing, to have water flowing through their gills or yes. they'll die. Yes they do. Uh, so they're, sharks have a very broad family, but all relatives of the shark have to have constant flow of water. That's sharks, stingrays, all kinds of shit. Now, stingrays, obviously, they've developed a method to keep the water flowing. Yeah, so they can they'll, like, and, open and close their mouth to move water. Some sharks, I know, like, the nurse shark does that as well. Yeah. Yes, but the, the Greenland shark is, it's typical, it, I don't want to say it looks like a typical shark, because it does not look like a typical shark. It's very, it's quite ugly, to be honest with you. It's, it looks rough, but anyway, uh, the craziest thing is, is the one that we've been watching, the one that we've been um, following around for so long, uh, we've 
finally found out its true age based on what we know. Um, and based off uh, measurements of the retina, uh, measurements of length uh, gathered from younger ones and, and, and kind of like, you know, estimating the growth of it. And also measuring the, uh, the amount of parasites uh, it has on it, believe it or not. Yeah, I'm way, sure you could watch gathered. like the growth rate of like captive oh, yeah. ones and then like apply it to wild ones and right. get a good estimate. Right. Right. Which I I'm, I'm I don't know I'm not sure how many we have in captivity or how many this was like based off of but but what we've gathered is that the one that we've tracked is 512 years old, making it the oldest living singular living creature on the planet. Dude, that's so, literally like 10 years after Columbus landed in yeah. the Keys, dude. Yeah, like, that's a that's that's like during that he lived at the same time as Shakespeare. Yeah, uh, fucking he he yeah. He's a renaissance that man. shark. Fuck yeah, he is man. He, he's he has well taste. He has good taste. <laughs> but I just like to point out that like man, it again, um, we we really like just the sheer. Now, of course, we're we're gonna sit here and like and and stand and you know in awe of of its of its sheer age, but but let's 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 you know dig a little deeper for just a moment and let's let's see that uh what what inside of that shark is is letting it grow that long or or or, or letting it be able to grow that long? I mean, the the sheer like what ifs or that we could figure out. By by simply you know studying this shark, getting some DNA samples and so, stuff like that, like like after what genetic. I, mean, I don't know what I've watched, but I've watched some shit where there's like a there's an aging chemical, and in mice yeah. they've isolated that gene or whatever the fuck it is and turned it off, and like some mice don't have some mice that are like don't age or don't age as fast. And they're trying to apply that right. to like humans, so they can like turn off our aging process. But there's like there's like biochemical shit that's going on there. And I would say this shark oh, yeah. just has like its age meter uh, just turned all the way down. <laughs> well, that's just it. I mean, and, and, everybody uh, thinks uh, the Galapagos turtles are fuck or turtles in general live long as fuck. But I mean, yeah. five hundred something years, five hundred twelve years is insane. Yeah. I mean, a Galapagos turtle, they're, they're talking 150 to 180, you know. Yeah. And we're talking easily twice, almost three times that in, in, this, in, a, in a shark, in a fish. This is Just a mammal. Think, what else lives that long? I mean, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, what else besides, like, trees and shit lived to be half a century or half a millennia? Um, Honestly, I, I don't think, I don't. I don't really think I mean, of anything. Maybe mycelia, mycelia, um, oh, like final pores. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how long they live, but I just but, think but, they would yeah. live indefinitely. Oh right, yeah. I mean, as long as they, I mean, as long as the fucking organisms are kind of keeping fed, I mean, I guess they would live. But they don't really count. That's like multiple. It's like a community. It's like I a, see that as like a super organism. Yeah, I mean, if you if you like zoom out and look at humans, we're basically one giant organism. 
just yeah. we're like each sale we're just each sale experiencing its life differently but we're all just one giant organism basically right what we need to find out is what's the cytoplasm that's keeping us all together son you know what, what's what's the niche that cosmic web the internet either way the internet yeah truth <laughs> actually deeper truth than that because like i've been thinking but, of the uh, super organism thing for a long time and I haven't really found anybody that's went deep into it, but I've just thought like we're just blood cells going to our organs, quote jobs, fulfilling right. our duties for that organ or that job. Just right. think of each company you go to as like a different organ that you go to and fulfill that job for the day. Dude, you're. I mean, honestly, like I hate to like do this, but you you. It's Osmosis Jones. Yeah, I mean, you could, I mean, they nailed it with that shit. I mean, I wouldn't really think about yeah. that, but thinking about it now is, it's for real. I mean, you got the police and the EMTs and firefighters are basically our white blood cells. Yep. That go and take care of crazy bad shit when it's going on, fix the problem, clean it up, get back to normal. Our roads are the arteries. And where the blood flowing yeah. through the arteries, going through our uh, work, going through our like work systems and shit. The body that we live in just yeah. happens to be under. Pretty much. God, man, you know that's that's actually a really crazy. You know, people just think about it more. Forget. Just, whenever you're thinking about how the way the human world works and everything, our society. It's basically just a giant superorganism, and we're just cells inside of it that make it work. Honestly, I I don't. There's no way. There's no way to prove you wrong. I mean, you're right. You are. I mean, the Earth. I think that any planet that that sustains life is in in and of itself a superorganism. True. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's all interlinked. You can't really separate any thing from the next if you look deep enough wow it's like you just take a magnifying glass to look at a something below you but just to think that something is you know looking at us through a magnifying glass and then just go up the chain what what is uh i know we got to keep the tool references going but you know <laughs> spiral out you know? yeah i mean that's the way of the world Get more and more complex. You see, the beauty of a 512-year-old chart can do to just a beautiful, like, two, two coexisting minds who have nothing but the Internet at their disposal can sit here and, 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 and truly enjoy their time together thanks to a 512-year-old shark. Thank you, old gray shark. Mr. Sharky. By God. Oh, yeah. You know, I, just, I'm going to start keeping tabs on him for everybody. If you if you listen to the show from here on out. I'm is he tagged? Tabs on him. I'm sure he's tagged if they're following uh, yeah. him. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I need to find out what his name is. But they are definitely, yes, he is tagged. If they don't have a name, I dub thee Frank. Okay, Franklin. Call that Ben Stanklin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, snap. <laughs> Yeah, that's his name. Done. Ben Stanklin. The Gray Shark. 
Oh, yeah. In honor of our orgy-going founding father. God damn, I love that man. All right. Well, I mean, that's about, that's, 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 uh, that's my, that's my schmeal. I just wanted to bring up, you know, Ben Stanklin. <laughs> the gray shark. The gray shark from Greenland. Yeah. You know, I bet he listens to death metal. I mean, we just can saying. only hope. We can only hope. Oh, dude, I bet his music taste is fucking fantastic. Dude. Whales. He's a Mozart bet, guy. Yeah, he's a whale guy. You know, there's a whale guy that just I can see. Oh, it. yeah. That uh, like they fucking what is that one? Well, they don't actually know if it's a whale or not. But they that by the way, I'm just pointing this out there. The uh, I think it's the sixty or eighty megahertz whale is what they call it. Called the loneliest oh, whale yeah, in the ocean because its frequency is off from a uh, its pod or whatever, and it just can't find its. It, it's peeps. It's lost you its know, peeps because still... of its frequency. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is they they're still tracking that sound, still to this day. In fact, the uh, the last ping from it was actually a few. Uh, I was going to bring that up. It was going to be a part, but I totally forgot. But yeah, they uh, they pinged it not too long ago, if I'm not mistaken. Loneliest whale, Man. and and there was a uh, a group out of Australia. God, I love Australia, but there was a group out of Australia that's looking for funding to go and find it. And I really hope that they find that funding, dude. Yeah. I really do. It's hard to get funding for science shit because nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're a university. Mean, you know, which is, it God, or unless it has something to do with a predator. Yeah, exactly. But. Like that, uh, what was it the one that they found off Australia? They tagged that shark. What was her name? I can't remember her name. But she was, uh, they tagged her. She was a 21 foot great white. All right. They tagged her. And then, uh, two weeks after they tagged her, it was a normal day. They were just watching her. All of a sudden, the temperature, the tag was on the dorsal fin and the ambient tension was 48 degrees or 38 degrees. And then it spiked. It jumped up to 78, and it stayed at 78 for about two weeks, and then it, it washed ashore. So something something ate a 21-foot shark and shit it out, shit the tag out. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's real. That's I mean, a real, that's a real. What the fuck? That, that people are. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. Nobody but... wants to say the dreaded M word. I don't believe yeah, it. I don't I, believe in Megalodon, but I believe that there's I, something out there big enough to fucking kill. Like a sperm whale. Sperm whales are predatory. Hey, dude, sperm whales will fuck a shark up, dude. I mean, and they've been known to be saying. aggressive. I mean, Moby Dick was based on a true story. <laughs> yes, it is. Call me yes, Ishmael, motherfucker. Bro, look, listen. I, that is a beautiful reference. I'm so glad you made that. God, I love that book. Um... <laughs> Aside from that, uh, yeah, dude. I mean, I don't. Uh, we're not going to go to the dreaded M word, but something because it, it stayed at seventy eight. It stayed at a solid at seventy eight, and that that was another thing. The core temperature of something that big would be seventy eight degrees because there a lot of people were like, "Oh, she probably died, or she probably got caught, and something ate her dorsal fin." Well, then wouldn't it be the ambient, or wouldn't it be the core temperature of a shark, which sits at like 
Yeah, I mean, if it's sustained, it's if it's a sustained temperature, yeah. I mean, I don't know. So, I mean, something I'm not big a got that or nothing, thing. but yeah. Well, that's just it. You all the scientists imagine. that did all the stuff said <laughs> that something big ate her. I'm not a scientist, but all the scientists are saying that fucking got, thing got ate. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe we, I, I mean, you know, we, we don't want to look to it, but maybe there is, maybe there actually is a, 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 I don't, maybe it's not a megalodon, but maybe there's a super shark out there. Maybe there's a yeah, great white I mean, shark out there. could be one. So I mean, there could be a freak mutant. Yeah. I mean, fucking Mekong catfish. You can't disprove it. That's all I gotta say. You can't disprove a negative. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, either way. Aside from that, what about you? You got any? Uh, you got any other topics? I got one more story before I get into that the Sumerian shit. I wanted to debunk myself over. Oh yes. But I just wanted to touch on I, this. It's the Polynesian, like supposedly they confirm Polynesians use stars to steer their way around the ocean. But the original narrative uh, that's yeah. been going around is that mm-hmm. they just followed the coast and ended up in certain places, which. That was disproved with fucking Easter Island. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, mean Easter Island is, what, 2,000 miles away from any land. So, but... Yep. And this, Polynesian ruins down there. Yeah, I mean, that's mm-hmm. even if you say Polynesians even did that. I mean, that's... They've been... Said it it's was all probably, inspected. Yeah, it's you can't really prove anything like that because you don't really know the first inhabitants... You don't know where the inhabitants left. Oh, yeah, but, you don't can't tell but, if there's I mean, multiple inhabitants just recreating old and newer shit. But still, though, the sheer velo- the sheer mileage of that 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 Easter Island out that far. I mean, whoever got there has definitely got something. Or they were there when it got spat out there after all the plates got shifted around. But you know, with again, Easter Island, looking towards the stars. Easter Island, they're saying they're they're saying the that that's dated around twelve hundred years, like um, well, eight hundred years ago, around the year twelve hundred. And they're yeah. saying that they pretty much left a couple hundred years before it was discovered. And they're saying, Worth oh, the well, they logged the whole island, and then had to use the log to get off the island, and they all just died. Well, like. I don't think the people who are making those heads are stupid people. Obviously not. I don't think it was a permanent settlement there. That could have been, you know, a ritualistic ceremonial place, an initiation place for certain higher-ups went there. Like I don't a pilgrimage. Know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A seafaring pilgrimage. Like, you go to the farthest spot away from any landmass to get initiated earn your right yeah to get yeah whatever go learn gosh i mean go learn any kind of that's celestial a, knowledge or here. whatever but I'm, date, again going our charts man like oh god yeah what's the date now so we're saying polynesians were sea masters around the year 1200 um <clears throat> They roam more than 7,000 kilometers around the Pacific Ocean, all around Japan and China, all the way down to Australia, New Zealand. And they say they even made their way 
to the Polynesian island, which I believe, I mean, I don't doubt that they made it there, but do they do the Easter Island heads, the Moai statue heads? I don't think so. Personally, I think that was, yeah, I, mean, I think if they did, yeah, somebody was them, for them. I don't know. There could have been a cross cultural thing there, but possible. Ooh, what if that was like a meeting place? I mean, like, the split distance between the two, like we get, we like this yeah. is where we come to trade. I mean, halfway between like Australia Aboriginals to South America, you know. Yeah, I mean, we always wondered how the fuck, you know. Oh, pyramids are popping up over here, and pyramids are popping up over here. There's got to be a transfusion of knowledge, man. And if you want to go back to get into the ancient civilization shit, you go pre Younger Dryas. Sea levels are four hundred foot like shallower than they are now so there's a whole oh, yeah. bigger island there you don't know like the moai statues that are underwater or the quarries that were underwater mm-hmm. or even the villages mm-hmm. and shit that were underwater i mean and going back to graham hancock he put this in his lost civilizations that the degree offset is 54 degrees which is 108 which is like a, a lunar measurement or 54 yeah, is a half almost. 108, which is a lunar measurement, and they've encoded that into the degrees from Anchor Watt to Stonehenge to uh, Easter Island. So, Jesus. It gets deep. I can't even begin my dumbass to explain that. But Oh, dude. All we know is is there the numbers, the mileage, like just the, the sheer fact that the numbers keep popping up yeah and it's not just like co- I mean, it's not coincidence anymore like after so many times you got to say okay obviously this 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 number holds a significance 432 500 or 5880 i mean these are just yeah. incredible incredible so this article is pretty much confirming that they use stars which i mean everybody knew that anybody who's listening to this oh, yeah. knew that they used stars. They were master astronomers to get to where they was going. But Astrology. it touches on, um, God damn. It touches on, uh, did they go past Easter Island and make it to South America, populate South America, or at least put their, or lay their culture onto the people of South America, you know, or trade, uh, trade mm-hmm. routes or whatever. I mean, you don't just stop. If you, if you're going, and you can confidently go. You ain't just gonna fucking turn back. You're gonna turn. keep going. That's just yeah, human I'm nature not. to keep exploring. So I have no doubt in my mind that multiple waves of multiple cultures made it to South America and North America across the Pacific Ocean. Hundred percent. I mean, oh yeah. You have uh, I can't remember. There's a site in Chile. It was in America before. Going back to Graham Hancock. I don't want to be like a Graham Hancock fucking worshiper but he does a lot of great research in this topic and there's sites that date back to roughly 150,000 years then you got sites in North America that date back to 50,000 years at the topper site in South Carolina I mean there's multiple sites that totally predate any kind of or any kind of uh, Clovis culture first bullshit that's been pushed for the past 30 years Oh yeah, I mean, I think I think we can successfully say that that that's that ship has sailed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't 
anybody sticking to the Clovis first model is just in denial and they've got something to lose for saying they're wrong. Yep. 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 Cause I mean, it's, it's, it's very clear now that the homo sapien has been around much longer than we thought. Like, I, I'm, 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 I think I'm, uh, it, uh, I, we do sound like Graham Hancock worshippers, but even he said it, dude. There was a time when the Homo sapiens, the Homo erectus, the, uh, the, was it the pygmies? Like, the, like all of them, like, they were all on this planet at one time. I mean, there's roughly Hell, a dozen, um, sapien species, I guess. I mean, you could, the Denisovans are a whole separate species. The Neanderthals that yep. are estimated to be gone about 40,000 years ago could have been way up until the end of the Younger Dryas. We just haven't found a specimen. But the Denisovans were definitely around at the end of the Younger Dryas. They coexisted with humans. Inter- or oh, yeah. They mated with humans, same thing as Neanderthals. And the work with Brian Forrester, if I want to bring him up, and another great YouTuber and researcher, does a lot of work on uh, uh, Paracas skulls, and the oh. DNA taken from them is not is not Homo sapiens. It's a subspecies, but it, oh, it hasn't shit. yet been accepted as like a separate um, humanoid species or human subspecies yet. Right. So I mean, there's multiple subspecies of human that definitely live alongside of us and interbred. And I, and I mean, even if you get into like the giant uh, mysteries and stuff, all the giants found in the mounds of North America and all that stuff, I feel like these are remnants of the genetic markers of some of these species that we've interbred with. Because I mean, you had long heads. That's what. I, yep. That's <laughs> what the brothers of the server call long, long heads that <clears throat> are definitely depicted in ancient literature and art, and are still. I mean, you have skull binding to try to mimic the long heads. Yep. And the giants that are found in the mound are found very well decorated and buried very oh, yeah. properly. And and I hate to bring up the other the other force of humanity that we refuse to speak about, other than politics. But a lot of religions speak of giants too. Oh. Nephilim. Uh, religion the, 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 in this podcast is just historical and esoteric references. Like, yes, I mean historical shit, definitely, or biblical and ancient religious texts. I mean, it's all mythology. I don't give a fuck. I mean, yeah. Christianity is mythology, whether you believe it or uh-huh. not. It's just a different version of Greek and Roman it's a different and, and Egyptian and Hinduism and all that. The similarities between Jesus and Horus. I mean, come on. Yeah. But if you listen to this, you're past the whole religion is mythology oh, yeah. shit. I mean, you've already accepted that. But And if not, we don't mean to offend. But it's mythology. Sometimes, <laughs> I do yeah. not give a Sometimes, shit if you get offended the for pain, us calling Christianity. Yeah. Sometimes the band-aid has to come yeah. off. Just accept it but <clears throat> oh man <laughs> so polynesians using the stars to navigate the pacific ocean in wooden boats i mean dude we're we lose container ships 
bro. Like fucking 500 feet long, massive steel ships. We lose those motherfuckers out there, and these dudes are doing it like in canoes. Yeah. Oh, but that gosh. just gives you another. At least they're starting to accept that we had very high astrology knowledge. Oh yeah, and most likely made it to South America. It's safe to say that that knowledge of the stars was, it, dude. Back then, it was do or die. Like if you were if you planned on going anywhere. You had to know your star. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that was a sacred, I mean, that's part of their religion. I mean, the sky oh. was so ingrained into everything. Everything. Art. For everything. Fucking yeah. literature, religion. It's all based off the movement of the stars. Mm-hmm. So. I but, think I think we can, I think it's safe to say that that's, that's our ancestors trying to tell us something. For sure. Uh, that was a good little go over that little. I didn't really read any of the article, but you get the gist. But I want to go over my last yeah. thing that I wanted to go over, and then we can call it. <clears throat> so, well, before we go into that, yeah, yeah, I would over. like to point out just a really quick. It's a little thing. Since we're talking about ancient, since we were talking about ancient Polynesians using wood canoes to circumnavigate the Pacific Ocean crazy uh strife of ancient life oh yeah look back I'm old glad, school yes. people hell yeah go over this. doing some weird stuff so last week uh our our first ever episode we decided to use uh what was it in uh english industrial era <laughs> chimney clean yeah okay the life of those guys well this time i got i did a little more research and found a good one um <clears throat> A guillotine cleaner. Yeah. For the, uh, during the, yes, during the eras of of the French Revolution, the the guillotine was a heavily used object to decapitate people of criminal interests. Um, but sadly, there were, (laughs) yeah, oh, yes, they had political leaders. Um, sadly, though, there were some poor souls that had to be forced to clean it. All right, now these guys usually came in small groups, but get this: this is the this is the worst part. Okay, usually the guys in charge of cleaning the guillotine were the ones that they picked from to test the guillotine. So, so that's a little. <laughs> so the people yeah. they used to. What do you mean by test? Like they would make them clean to, it to and then chop trip. their head off. Right, exactly. Oh to make sure it works, test the sharpness because the execution of the guy pulling the rope—that's his job. That's that that guy that the king uses him or whoever you know. That's his job. That's a solid three so cents he, an hour. Yeah. Okay. He's he's doing something. All right. But the the, the poor sods that are forced to clean the damn thing—they're normally criminals, slaves, stuff like that. When I say slaves, I don't. I just mean people who who fucked around in life and got bought people out. People who were forced to do shit. <laughs> yes, and this is in France and during the, during the French Revolution area, so you know, era. Either way, but yeah. So when the execution was like, okay, well the guy's almost here. We need to make sure it works. Hey, you, <laughs> clean this and let me chop your head off. Yeah, exactly. Make Damn. sure it's fucking nice and sharp. 
for me. Yeah, that guy. So strive for ancient life. Let's all remember the guillotine cleaners. Yeah, because his job was very short lived. Yeah, you it's can not say much that... of a career. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! That's it definitely, bad. Uh, it definitely that has to be the worst out. job I've ever heard of. Oh well, then next week I'll have to go even further. Besides the guy oh. in a. Uh, the ancient Mayans that whenever he won the ball game, they killed him. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, dude. He like, look at me. I'm like, so much ass. I can only imagine that was the longest ball game in history. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> like, dude. Nobody you wants know, to win. Dude. They just keep no, missing the uh, hole. Like, ah, oh, fuck. This, what do you mean we have to use our hips? This is insane. So you mean I oh. die when I win? Yeah, oh. I'm just going to not make it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Like, you would make it or I will kill you where you stand. Oh, I've got a, I've got a severe cough and bad diarrhea. I got to I got to take a shit. We all have diarrhea. It's fucking 200 BC. <laughs> For some reason, my South American Mayan dude had a Russian accent just then, but Hey, you never hey Dude, we obviously know that fucking somebody got out there, so you never know. There could have been a Russian. The Russians, dude. <clears throat> Tokens. All right, so is that all for your... Uh... Yeah, oh, that is it. Now on, <laughs> this is the this is the main topic. This is the big boy. Said the best for last. Okay, so earlier in the week... Well, let's start off. I have this buddy who's really into, like, poppy and, like, poppy... Anything poppy. I don't know why, but that's just his thing. And he was showing me a picture of this bulb of the opium poppy that grows in the Middle East. And it's a very distinct flower. So it grows like this fat bulb and has like a little little flower coming out the top. And it looks very, it's very distinct. Like you can't really miss it if you see it. Yeah, like the yeah, but the first thing I noticed that flashed into my head was like the what the ancient aliens people call the wristwatch. On, <laughs> I mean, that's the only way I could explain it. But could they be wearing some kind of wristwatch or time telling device? <laughs> Dude, you do his accent so perfect. Oh God! I mean, could be anti gravity device. But it's what they call their <laughs> wristwatches that they've addressed in multiple episodes. But it's oh, usually man. on the two gods, Enki and Enlil, found in Sumeria. And it's on, like, a lot of their statues and yeah. uh, some of their relief art and just some of their art in general. But I found that it's He's usually on, on like... Right? What do you say? Yeah, I said that the... Uh, the statue that you sent me a picture of, the one that it was on his wrist, yeah, right? Yeah, so it's like, see, I'm kind of debating myself with this because you kind of got to do that whenever you're working on a new theory, but... <clears throat> Absolutely. So my buddy showed me a flower, or the poppy flower, and I instantly thought of like all these Sumerian depictions of them wearing this bracelet with a flower emblem on it, and it first thing I thought was, holy shit, this looks like the poppy flower that I see. And, <clears throat> like, we counted the, you know, the petals on 
the right. bracelet and then the pet- pedals on the poppy and it matched but then i started count like looking at multiple poppy pictures and <clears throat> seeing that they had different like each each flower has a different oh, number yeah. of petals like usually a flower has a certain number of petals but i've noticed like on poppy i mean it varies yeah. widely i don't know why it does but so it's hard to say and then i started counting like the bracelet petals that they have and it's either eight or 16 and then so it's only one of them yeah hmm. i mean it's definitely an artist rendition of whatever you know i mean artist freedom right yeah i mean they could change anything i mean there's a fucking one of their gods has a bird head like an inlet. yeah so, shit. so i mean it can't be <laughs> taken know. literally but <clears throat> i got to looking at it and I mean, the poppy, the opium poppy has been like a very revered plant since, oh yeah, what, like 3500 BC, rough, almost 6,000 years. And not to get political, but it's also like the main source of income for 90% of the Middle East. Yeah. I mean, on, I was going to even ask you about that. Cause I mean, you've been there. Poppy is like not a big thing. I mean, it's only portrayed as evil over here because we have a, opium epidemic oh and a pain that's just it. prescription yeah. epidemic over there. but over there over i mean there, you're they... more likely to find opium balls than you are to find a cigarette correct and i've heard that from multiple sources i mean multiple people and i'm i know like four or five people that's been to iraq or afghanistan and they're like yeah you're more likely to find poppy or opium than you are anything over there but i just because well, it's uh, been so ingrained in the culture or ingrained in the culture for thousands, I mean, almost 6,000 years, roughly. That's the first recorded. I mean, I'm sure it's before that, definitely. Oh, it has to be. <clears throat> but that's like the first time we've seen it in their art. And there's a few pictures that I'm going to put up where it looks like they're holding a poppy plant. It's been argued that it's other plants because everybody's going to argue something, you know. Has to. Has <laughs> but, to. It definitely, they're wearing the bracelet and they're holding what looks to be like a poppy plant. My, in my could opinion. possibly be. But then, so I was like, well, I want to try to debunk myself. So I'll look at a database of more than 300 flower species. I see a few that could possibly be it, but the petal number doesn't match. It, it just doesn't look, none of the ones that I've seen look right except for the poppy. And then I got to looking into, um, uh, what was I looking at? It's called, uh, the Harad Gate. Or uh, what I did was I searched, uh, sorry, flowers with eight petals in the Middle East. I didn't really find anything on it. And then I looked up the 16 petal flower that's found in, uh, Middle Eastern depictions. And then I found a link to Japan. In Japan, it's like the emperor's crest, and it's like the sun. Oh wow! It's supposedly with the sun, with like flower petals around it and shit. But it's the exact same symbol that's on the wrist of Inky and Enlil, and a couple of other, couple of the other, like deified, um, Sumerian, yeah, depictions um, that are on uh, the statues and stuff. Wow! But yeah, it's the emperor's crest is the name of that thing. And it has 16 petals, and allegedly it's a chrysanthemum. 
to the Japanese. Huh. And it also represents so a, the so sun. What did you say? So a, a daisy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. from what I've found, <coughs> the only so let me let me get to that because I found a few depictions of this. I found the first was the Japanese crest of the emperor, right? Known as the chrysanthemum, <coughs> also represents <coughs> the sun. I found it in the Harad Gate. I'm not really sure where that is. It's in the Middle East somewhere, and it's above a few doorways at this uh, megalithic complex. And then it's seen in uh, ancient Babylon at the Ishtar Gate. You can look at pictures of the Ishtar Gate. It has multiple picture, pictures of lions, dragons, and bulls. But the one I specifically Dude. seen was a 16-petal uh, flower that was white, had white petals and an orange center. And this is still in color from... Uh, about 500 BC. Wow. So Holy I, was totally, cow. I was totally thinking opium poppy for this until I seen these depictions of these flowers around the bulls and the lions and stuff. And then I looked up 16 petal white flower and it took me to the daisy and it's, I mean, it's found all over the middle East. Yeah. But it has no psychoactive properties. And get back to Graham Hancock shit <laughs> again. I feel like again. the more important plants and stuff would have a more psychoact would be the psychoactive plants because they have like that, a yeah, spiritual property to them. They wouldn't a do way to shit connect. To get, yeah, they weren't doing the shit to get high. They was doing it to connect with the, the gods and stuff. I mean, they might have done it for a anesthetic or a pain medicine of the day, yeah, as well as some kind of ritualistic um, recreation. But when I seen the days, it just like conflicted me more because, well, they got that definitely depicted in ancient shit, but it's not to the same time period. Which it oh, just yeah. bothers me because. Um, the daisies I found are from roughly, what, 500 B.C., I said. The earliest yeah. depiction of Poppy and <clears throat> those ones of Enlil and uh, Inky are representing, like, 3400 B.C. stuff. <clears throat> so, so, I don't know. I mean, that's, like, 2,000 years. That's as far as it is. Yeah, I, I, mean, I kind of feel 3, like. 3,000 years. Really? I mean. Yeah. That's as far I as it feel is like back. back... That's crazy. Opium would have been more better. Like, uh, more, like you were saying, opium would definitely be more important than a, than a daisy. Yeah. I guess you could say. And, and a daisy is what you bring your girlfriend. And yeah. opium is what help your mama. So I'll, I'll put it up, and I'll let you guys decide, but I'll put up the, the opium poppy flower that comes on top of the, the poppy bulb. And I'll put a daisy, yep. and then I'll put up the wrist. Or the uh, jewelry <clears throat> that are on Sumerian depictions and stuff, and Inky and Enlil. Yeah. Uh, what? You know those two. I encourage all listeners, please, 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 do your research into Inky and uh, the story of Inky and Enlil. Yeah. And try to see your of any ancient alien shit. Yeah. I mean, Epic of Gilgamesh. <laughs> just try. Yeah, to, oh, just huh? try to, that's really the best place to start is the Gilgamesh yep. story. 
but try to look at everything as the ancients trying to explain astrological movement in, in like personified ways, like everything, like every planet is a God or a person comets. Right. It was was like, I mean, everything is personified. Oh yeah. And then hundred percent. What, uh, what are those things that Graham Hancock speaks about? It's, it's, uh, it's like a, uh, multiple creatures, uh, like a, like, I guess you could say the Baphomet, one oh, of like them. Oh, but... imagery? Yes. Yeah, like yes. Man Beast? Yes. I think Stuff like that. And, like, they do. Like, uh... They do. They personify everything. Yeah. I mean, everything is put into, like, a story that man can remember over time. And you got to think, oh. like, <clears throat> oral tradition was very important. So these were, it wasn't like the telephone game. I mean, there was, you know. Right. You get around the room and everything's different. <coughs> These were like tradition, like teachings. Like you was to learn every word of this story verbatim. Perfect. And before you're even able to start telling it to other people. And that's right. carried on in Masonic tradition and uh, secret society tradition where you have to learn these um, stories and scriptures and whatever and you got to be able to tell them, like, off your head. You can't just make up bullshit and tell them. I mean, this is, you have to know. So it wasn't like the telephone game or shit changes. This is, and if it does change, it's over a long, long period of time, which makes right. sense because you have different tellings of different religions that are basically the same shit. Just different cultures exactly. and different time periods. Moving around and whatnot. Yeah. So <clears throat> I like to look at every. Everything is either astrological happenings or psychedelic influences to where they're talking to these other deities and stuff. Absolutely. It goes back to like the stoned ape theory. Yeah. Which there's so much backstory you have to get into before you can make sense yeah. of a lot of this. Before I can even make That's sense very... to articulate it to the people, but. Which, uh, like, I, like, we've pointed out multiple times, we're learning. Yeah, just as as well as all of our listeners. So yeah, so we hopefully like point out some. Hopefully, you cool. guys can join us over time and learn with us and tell us when we're wrong yeah. and politely correct Die. us without making us feel like shit. But, yeah, that that's perfectly. Which that's, I would like to point out something like you you totally did it perfectly, dude. Like with with the whole theory thing. Like you 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 straight debunked yourself, and I just want to point out, like people nowadays, they want to jump to that first thing. I myself, you know, like we were working at the cigarette shop together, man. It took you weeks before you could get me off fucking ancient aliens and shit. <laughs> so dude, like a lot of people that first conversation, <laughs> whatever I oh came over to your God. house, and the whole dude, time the was me <sighs> trying to get you off ancient aliens. I think yep. it, by the end of the time, time, though, I feel like I had a pretty good image relayed. Oh, dude, yeah, you completely. I mean, no, I mean, to sound, to put it bluntly, you you definitely shot that one. Like that was it was beautifully done. It was beautifully executed. And I, I try to like, usually tell people, without being a dick, I know I come across as a dick to a lot of people. Oh. It's just my like they're, personality they're, type. They're, I don't know what it is, but. 
I just give you the facts. I lay it out to you. I don't think about your feelings or how you'll take That's it. That's the best I, way to do it. I just give it to you and let you think about it. However you choose to react is your own. Yeah. But this knowledge, at least you know that it's factual. Yeah. Well. You're not telling for sport. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I try to give people an article or a video to watch or something whenever I'm telling them something. So right. it ain't just me, an average asshole, telling somebody that they're wrong. <laughs> right. So just in light, like, you, you debunking yourself and debunking your own theory just goes to show that we're not here to jump to the first yeah. conclusion that we come to. We are completely open. Yeah, to we're ideas. here to work out ideas with each other and discuss shit we're interested in and try to connect it to other stuff that we found and hopefully you guys can connect it to shit you found throughout your intellectual journeys mm. and who knows we might be able to discover some secrets together boom I think that'll probably be a good wrap up for what's going on Oh wow, yeah. That's this is that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's two, look at that. Pushing, Congratulations, Scott. Pushing 2 hours. Oh, I think it's doing pretty good. That's a good one. Pushing midnight. Hell yeah. I like that. Oh yeah, clear sky up here too. <clears throat> where 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 are you at right now? I am in Ellsworth, Maine. I just wanted to, I was going to send you stuff, but I know there is ancient earthworks and a lot of, uh, shit like that up in the northeastern America. Like Maine definitely yeah. has a few things. Vermont, New Hampshire has some stuff. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a, it's, 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 it's weird, man. There's a creepy, like when you get out, there's this thing, uh, we just to hit shortly, but, uh, the sunset trail runs right by here which is a huge like cross state atv trail yeah it's public and, right uh, i've heard of this yeah it runs through it private is. land but the trail itself is public so you can cross through all yeah. kinds of shit yes yep and it's it's incre it's insane dude it's it, like the the size of some of the atvs you see coming down through here but Aside from that, like if you peel off on some of these, some of these off trails and whatnot, man, some of the places that you find yourself at, man, it it's it's just, it's it's eerie. If you find yourself Beautiful. in a flat area and you see hills off in the woods and off in some fields, those are mounds. <laughs> Stop and check them out if it is not private property. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, the mountains up here, it's clear when it's a mountain because you can actually see the stones. On the side of it, nice. and it kind of juts up out of nowhere. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, these are the Ad or the tail end of the Adirondacks. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're gonna have to send you to some shit here soon. I'm gonna send you a bunch of stuff. I'm gonna look into it. Oh yeah. You're gonna have to go definitely. Like a field I've trip. been looking into. Yeah, I've been looking into getting me a good like camera because there's there's some cool ass shit. I actually picked up a pair of uh, fishing poles this weekend too, so I plan to do some 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 fishing. I don't know about I don't know if I've told you Scott, but I've been getting pretty hard trying to fish it. So. <laughs> but well, not like normal fishing. I'm hardcore catch and release. Nice. Like, I just yeah. I don't. I'm not. I'm not fishing for sport. I'm fishing for the. I'm going for the big boys. However, I, I use one pole to catch the the fish that I use to catch the next fish. So. 
Uh, I'll have to send you some pictures. So far, my biggest one, uh, well, the only fish that I've caught doing this method is a 48-pound catfish. No shit. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I'll have to send you the picture, dude. This yeah, is, uh, you yeah, will. That ain't a small fish. But, it's, a, it's a bitch. Yeah, we'll have to see it. But <clears throat> I guess we're going to wrap it up. We're at a one hour and 51 minute mark. Just want to say Beautiful. thanks for listening. Um, we are now on Spotify, YouTube. Um, I'll post wherever else. We're on about four or five different podcasting uh, providers. So anywhere except basically iTunes right now. You can listen. Oh, yeah. As my uh, line glitches and makes crazy ass computer noise, but I think that'll wrap it it's up all right. for the night. All good podcasts start off like this. Yeah, they all start off shitty until you until you get about fifty sponsors, and then you can start getting good shit. <laughs> but, okay. All right, everybody. Well, see you next week. friends, fellow thinkers, Scott. Have a good night.